this is the Quocast. My name is Jamie Dyer, and I'm here via the medium of Skype with Joachim, all the way from Sweden, um, who is a member of Sound of Status. And I've known about him for years because he used to do YouTube and, and things like that. And we have many listener questions for him. But first, um, let's say hello to him and, and ask, how did you first get into Status Quo? It was actually my dad, I think, that introduced me to them when I was little. I used to, he used to play a lot of Status Quo stuff. And then, yeah, I basically got hooked after that. I can't just say one thing, but I remember borrowing Live Alive Quo from my aunt and uh, after hearing Caroline on there, I was just, yeah, hooked. As I said, I couldn't stop listening to them. Then eventually got the videos of them and then started to go to concerts. And yeah, started back then. The energy on Live Alive Quo is quite infectious, isn't it? Yeah, I love that kind of energy. I know some people blame it being too fast and whatnot, but I kind of like both of that. I like the energy of it. Sometimes you sometimes you want it faster. Sometimes you feel like having more of a groovy and... Yeah, I, I like both fast and then a bit slower sometimes. But yeah, I love it. You obviously play the guitar. When did you start doing that? Uh, when did I first pick it up? I think I was around six or seven when I got my first electric guitar. It was a Falcon, I remember, a white Strat. But it was like one of those smaller ones, smaller sized electric guitars. So it was back then. But it wasn't until it was me and my friend. We, uh, we, we wanted to get guitar lessons. But when I was... Uh, when I was uh, little, you had to do the flute first, like learn notes and stuff. That's gone now, uh, luckily. But but he eventually got up spot where he could learn guitar uh, by a teacher. And what happened was he got to the lesson. Then when he came home, he went to me and he showed me what he <laughs> showed him, sort of thing. Like, you know, first song, Smoke on the Water. And yeah, every week I learned a new song because he has been to the teacher. <laughs> But eventually I got to be with the teacher as well. But yeah, that's how it started out. What was the first Quo song you remember playing? I think it was, it could be Caroline or it could be the solo for Don't Waste My Time. I think it was because, or whatever you want, some other song. But I remember just trying to figure out the solo, Don't Waste My Time, because I used to love it, still love it, but. Yeah, I think that was one of the first ones. Don't waste my time, I think. It's amazing, really, for me, because I don't know whether you remember, but many years ago, um, I was on YouTube, and so were you, and we were doing very similar videos, and there were quite a few Quo guitarists around that time sort of doing videos right at the beginning of YouTube, and lots of people really got into it, certainly when you played. Yeah, yeah, and I remember your videos as well. I remember because every day I used to check, like, what's what's new with Quo today, searching status quo and the look today, and then sometimes I saw your videos or some other guitarists sometimes as well, and yeah, I really remember that. It was very few. It was you and I and some more, just maybe five more or something. I remember that. Most of them, I think, have ended up in, in tributes, but yours, your band isn't technically a tribute, is it? It's, um, it's more of an originals band with a Quo styling. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we all have different um, influences, you know. I love, I love a lot of ACDC and Airborne and stuff like that as well. And you try to get all the influences in, into it because if you're going to get somewhere, you can't just play songs that sounds exactly like Quo because it's been done if you if you if you know what i mean so i'm trying to do my own thing with it and yeah just contribute all my influences in a way well yes but in particular 
your um, your music with Sound of Status has become quite big in the Quo community thanks to your appearance at a couple of conventions. How did that come about? Yeah, I remember when it started out. First one was Mac convention in in Scotland. I think what year could that be? 2015 or 16? It was. I know Mac Terry. You know he he loves me to say that he loves to uh, brag about this, but he was the one who contacted, I think it was one of the, yeah, one of the people working there saying, you should you should look these guys up. And then, yeah, we got the first gig there. And then Yvonne, who has the uh, the the big quote convention in, that is next month, I think. Uh, she, uh, she was there and she was standing with her back, not thinking like too much, what band could this be around? She was just like standing, looking at another way. And then when we started playing, she was like, what is this? And then she was after the gig, she came up to us. Uh, we really need to get you to the big, to the status quo convention at Butlin. So and we said yes, in, instantly. And yeah, she's been great with us ever since. Well, from the footage that I've seen from the Big Quo convention, you really went down a storm. And of course, you released an album um, in that time as well, didn't you? Yeah, it was about in the sa- at the same time. So it was perfect timing with every everything. And I think that's how it is a lot in the music business. It's about timing. And when we started playing, I don't know, it was just magic. It was the whole room was like a big energy. Everyone was singing along, and it was just—I couldn't believe it when I was standing there. You know, it was yeah, it was absolutely magic. I loved it. Everyone was coming up afterwards, wanting autographs and photos. Now, and I was standing there like, "What? You want my autograph now?" But yeah, it was just bizarre in a way. But yeah, I loved it. Do you ever get compared to Rick at all? Because you do have a very similar style and look. No, never. <laughs> Uh, all the time, <laughs> but I, sometimes I, I can't help that I have I have blonde hair and I it's curly-ish like him. But okay, on the convention I was dressed up just like him with the double denims and everything, and I love wearing that anyway. But I think that was also a lot of why uh, people were so because Rick had just passed. Then there was somebody looking like a young Rick up there, and people got you know they. <laughs> they like to see that as well so i've got both both sides some is, has been very negative to it and some has been very positive and some is trying to compare say that i should be instead of richard malone and you know the opposite and i i just don't i don't like to be compared like that because yeah but you okay i take it as an honor of course that people say i look like rick i play like rick and but i do this francis Rossi soloing a lot as well so I'm trying to do both. Yeah, which do you prefer, rhythm or lead? It's really a mood thing to me because I love doing both. I don't think I could do a show just doing the rhythm. I could, of course I could, but uh, I love playing the solo as well because there's another way to express yourself, I think. And I love to you know, dig hard into the rhythm and, and, and all that. So, yeah, I love both. I couldn't say I prefer one or the other. Now, I have a couple of questions relating to the band um, Sound of Status. Have you got any new material in the pipeline? We have we have some material, but we have uh, right now we're having a bit of a break. Not like a it's a break because we need to get the uh, the fire back, you know. Sometimes you just need that break to get a fire back. And I have another project now. Uh, with the drummer Henrik from Sound of State as well. We are starting a band now called Dirtbound. 
which is going to be more based on hard rock stuff, but still got the core influences and all that. But with Sound of Status, and also Mickey has moved uh, north of uh, a bit north of Sweden, so it's hard to get time for rehearsals, gigs, and everything. So at the, at the time, we st- we are still a band. We still do gigs here and there, and we we probably will do another album in the future. But right now, it's just we need a little break from it all to you know to to get the fire back again. It's been like a lot for us. Just in a couple of years, we did a UK tour. We went to the McVentions, McVentions two times, and just we are all overwhelmed. I think it's got a bit ahead of us. I don't know. I'm not sure, but yeah. So that's <clears throat> that's the state at the moment. We are having it, having a little break. It's on ice, so to say. And would you be interested uh, in playing a future convention? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we all want to do that. It was one of the best gigs we ever done. So. Absolutely. Well, there's one thing I, I I'm not sure what the audience is quite like in Sweden, but they love it in the UK, don't they? Yeah, it, it's that's the thing. We we are more popular in in UK than than in Sweden. It's it's a lot of different. We could never pull off a tour like that. I don't think in in uh, and Yvonne helped us a lot with that as well with the tour and Yvonne and Paul. But anyway, uh, no, in in Sweden it's not as big. In Sweden, it's more. They want to see cover bands like doing different uh, a mix with covers, you know, party rock covers and stuff like that. But in England, it's uh, England and Scotland and yeah, UK. It's it's a lot better for us. There's a couple of questions here. One of which is asking about the pedals that you'd recommend for a beginner guitar, specifically in in uh, rhythm. Yeah, I don't know what style of music, but I'm guessing it's quote status quo, ACDC stuff like that, classic rock things. I would just say try some overdrive pedals, not so much the distortion pedals, because if you want a good tight rhythm sound, you, you don't want it you don't want it to be f- too fuzzy. Uh, if you want it tight and a bit cleaner overdrive pedal, I would say I, it's hard to just say one because it depends on what amp she's using and uh, and all that. Because some amps work with some pedals, some works with some some others. But if I should recommend a distortion pedal, I think it's a distortion pedal. I have one called Red Rocks. Uh, it's just called Red Rocks. It's a small company from somewhere. I can't remember, but they are really good, actually. They sound like an old Marshall GMP kind of thing. So I could, I could recommend that, even though it's a distortion pedal. Usually I wouldn't recommend that. But yeah, an overdrive pedal if something else. And if you want to boost for solos, just get a Tube Screamer or... Um, like a volume thi- volume pedal you can put in the effect loop as well that that would boost the signal better if you not have a lot of headroom in the amp of course it's interesting isn't it because quo's sound in particular is is quite clean but there's all these different pedals and things in play isn't there yeah that's how it is and a lot of gain that quo uses is preamp gain you know when the, the amp is cranked you know the vox ac30s are in a in a in a case or something behind the stage, they are cranked in that case, so they get a natural good overdrive. And then mixed with a Marshall, of course, it gets is this it's like a nice British cocktail, if you if you like. <laughs> yes. Now, in terms of Quo, do you have a, p- a particular album that you enjoy? Well, the live album from seven. Yeah, it's recorded seventy six December, but yeah, live uh, live seventy seven. Yeah, that's the one I would say my absolute favorite that one and live like whoa but if you want if you mean like a standard album ooh, that's a hard one it's probably pile driver or quo i think on the level's pretty good isn't it i love on the level 
I love the crunchiness of the drums in that one. For as for one thing, no, but it, it's it, it's a mood thing for me. I can't say just one album. I think it it depends what kind of mood I'm in. I think. Yeah. Now, obviously, when you played live at those conventions, you had to mix up original tracks of your own with Quo tracks. How did you decide which ones to to play from Quo's catalog? Well, you know, with us, we love to surprise a bit, and we love to do stuff that. Not everyone does. Um, okay, we could play safe and do whatever you want, Caroline, all the, that stuff. It's, it's We still love playing those as well, but that's more for if you're out at night playing and then the audience just know those kind of songs. But at the core convention, you can you can take more turns, so to speak. And yeah, we just went into Long Leg Linda. I've always loved that song. I, it's a bit too keyboardy or uh, whatever you should call it. It's, uh, but I remember... I wanted to play that song because I love Rick's vocals on it, and we uh, we just tried it, and it worked instantly. It was great. Uh, and then we did some other stuff as well from If Guess That Heat. I can't. What was the song we did? Uh, yeah, it was uh, was one more. I think we did. But we we started out with Caroline, the intro, Caroline, and then went into Long Like Linda. So people thought we were doing Caroline, but we went into Long Like Linda, and people were kind of shocked with that. <laughs> but it's it's so fun to see their faces. Well, I do think that Long Legged Linda is one of the underrated songs, not just from that album, but from Quo's material in general, because Andy Bowen really nailed it. I mean, it's a new version of something that he did previously. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And the energy that uh, that is present is wonderful. So you say you're working on a new band, as it were. How much will that differ from Sound of Status? Well, if you take a song from Sound of Status, like uh, Get It Up, the, the first song of the album, it's more more of that kind of stuff. Uh, more airborne-ish, you know, more screaming vocals. Not screaming, but, you know, ACDC kind of vocals. and It's more blues, heavier blues rock, I think. It, it's hard to describe, but it, it's turning out to be something like that. How often do you practice on the guitar? To be honest... Not uh, not a lot, actually. I should do a lot more. M- lately, I've been focusing a lot on my vocals, you know, trying to learn uh, learn to sing like um, Bruce Dixon from Iron Maiden and ACDC. I like to evolve my vocals a lot. I think I'm at the, t- uh, at the moment, I'm in p- pace with my guitar. I know what to do there for, for reaching my goal. So that's why I think I'm not practicing as much. I know I should do more because... Yeah, you know, but sometimes the work I'm working on the days, and and you do other stuff as well. But yeah, not not that much anymore. But I should do more. I need to do more. Well, it is always important to remember that people like yourselves have day jobs as well. Yeah, it's not it's not all all bling bling. <laughs> no, if people wanted to find out more about what you're up to, either sound of status or otherwise, um, where would they need to go? They could go to my. I have a musician page on Facebook. And they could also, of course, look at the Sound of Status page, but I want to do a shout-out for my new project that is just starting out, and that's called Dirt Bound. So if you search for Dirt Bound on Facebook, I think you should find the new page as well with the new band. It's a three-piece at the moment. So is that guitarist, bassist, drummer? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Me on guitar vocals, and then a bass player on backing vocals, and Hendrik on drums and backing vocals. That's a lot to take on, isn't it? Being kind of rhythm and lead. Yeah, it is. 
we'll see in the future. Maybe we'll find a, a rhythm guitarist. But I, I really love to do the frontman's work. I like that. I, I, I feel like that's what I'm supposed to do, sort of thing. That's the same thing in Sound of State. We started with Mickey in the middle. And then Mickey said, I think it's better you do, you are in the middle and fronting because he feels like he wants to uh, he wants to step back a bit. He doesn't want to have the pressure. Like, But I love that. I love to be in the center of the attention, if you know what I mean. Or like Ross is an unsecure little show-off. <laughs> and I suppose that must go back to when you used to do the YouTube videos as well, because you are front and center doing those. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. It's just, just, it's just one of those things you feel like it comes natural doing, if you know what I mean. And I, I don't want to waste that. If you, you just, I have another band that I'm playing as well. That that's more like a cover band. That's when, that's when I can take a step back and breathe, you know. And then I have the, the other projects where I can be in the front rocking, you know. And yeah, you're a busy, busy man. It seems. Yeah, been uh, this year has been really busy with gigs almost every weekend i do wish you all the best for the future and thank you so much for coming on the quotecast today always jamie always just contact me if you want to do it again 